0: Good Sunday morning. City Gate Church and Pastor Howie Cantrell welcome you to this week's broadcast. We encourage you to tune in each Sunday morning at 730 right here on 100.7 WHIN or visit us in person at 734 Red River Road in Gallatin, Tennessee. Services start at 945. And now, Pastor Howie Cantrell. And I think when we start coming at it from this perspective, guys, when we start looking at it from the, the, the thought process of, paying attention to the details. Now there's a difference in me standing up here. Listen to me. There's a difference in me standing up here and talking about a subject matter and saying the wrong name while I'm talking about it. That's making a mistake. Amen. Because I, I'm, I'm notorious for that. So I'll be talking about, you know, Noah and the whale, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, and Jonah, you know, building the ark. You know, I'm liable to do something like that because I'll have like 10 different things going through my head. Bless my heart, y'all pray for me. But when I do things like that, that's not an intentional thing. You understand? But anytime one of those things comes to my attention, I want to come back to the pulpit and I want to make it right. Why? Because it's going to be out there. We've got it online and we want to correct our mistakes. That's what God wants us to do in our relationship with him every day. Amen? Amen. When we make a mistake when we mess up he's not trying to beat us up he's trying to correct us so that we stay on the path that's all it is guys and if we start looking at it more that way we'll start to understand so as jesus is speaking to this church he says i know your works i know how you test people i know how you now there there's a good part of that but there can be negative parts of testing because we may be trying to make people prove things that we were never required to prove. Does that make sense? And that puts us in a critical position. So let's always keep that on the scale. Let's keep going. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. How cool is this? He's saying, guys, you haven't given up. You stuck in there. You didn't walk away from it. You kept true to the faith. You're doing all these things. I'm just so proud of you. You're holding on. And it sounds like, okay, great. Now, let me show you something, guys. We turn this off right here, and we stop right here, and we think Ephesus is a great church, right? Because everything we've heard so far has been, yeah, you're getting it done. And so what happens, and I want you to understand this in our own lives, how to apply this today. How are we gonna apply revelations to our walk today? Number one, we're gonna do it with discerning and understanding, and we wanna do this by how can we apply this? So when we stop listening to God because he says a couple of good things to us, he's got more to say. Are you still with me? There's more to say, and it sounds like it's really shallow in the beginning. It sounds like like you know, hey, this is all compliments, yay, yay, yay. But let's keep digging. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Now, when we hear this, when we hear that nevertheless, you have left your first love, it sounds like one thing when it's actually something else. You see, it's not, anything other they've gotten so to this at this point right here when he's bringing this up what he's talking about here and this is these I want to be clear about this these are my views and opinions on these subjects okay I want to be very clear about that you can research and do whatever you need to do to find out and I'm not saying that I am right I'm just saying this is how I understand it okay And I'm gonna keep bringing that up because I am not the ultimate authority on the book of Revelation. I'm just sharing you the knowledge that I have to this date. Is that fair? Okay. So when we talk about losing that first love, it sounds like that they don't care anything about God anymore. They don't care anything about the word anymore. And that's not what this is about. You see, what they forgot And what they walked away from is what's so easy for us as we become mature Christians, older Christians, is we forget to share the love of Jesus Christ with other people. We forget to tell other people about Jesus. We forget because we got our ticket punched. We're good to go. We're set. We've got everything we need. And so we forget to share the love of Jesus Christ with other people and we try to do it with our works. And what God wants is our service. You see, we can make a decision when we walk into this building, we're gonna come at it one of two ways. We are either coming in here or online, we are coming to serve, or we are coming to be served. The last time I read this well enough to understand it is that we are to be servants of the Most High God, amen? We are to serve, and so we need to always keep the mindset that we need to serve our church. We need to serve one another. We need to serve our community. We need to take the time so that we understand everything that we're doing has a purpose and a reason, and it is because we receive the Great Commission and take it seriously, to go into all the world and preach the gospel unto every living creature, amen? So let's keep digging. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Now, listen to this right here. He didn't say remove the star. He said remove the lampstand. Now, why is that relevant? Well, what purpose does a candelabra have? What purpose does the light fixture have? What purpose does light have? To illuminate so that we can see, so that we can be clear in our our seeing, in our sight, so that we have a way to walk, so that we have a way to see and to move around and do what we need to do when it's dark. So what he's saying is, unless you repent, I'm coming. And I'm not going to do it slow. I'm going to do it quick. And this is the thing. Guys, this is what I want us to get out of this today. If Jesus is taking the time to talk to this church in Ephesus, if he's taking the time to talk to them, and later on we're going to see again where it says, he that hath an ear, let him hear. Today we need to listen because this is as relevant today as when John wrote it, amen? So when we're going a little bit deeper into this, I want us to think about something. It is so easy for us to get caught up in piety. It's so easy for us to get caught up in that we're better than someone else. I grew up in a religious organization that that if you, unless you went to church there or you were a member of that church, you could still go to heaven, but you couldn't be part of the bride. You had to serve the bride. Now, that's nuts. I'm just telling you right now, that is absolutely nuts. But we believed it and we taught it. And then one day, somebody set a candelabra in the room and people started seeing some things and started thinking, wait a minute, this is different, this is wrong. Now, we used to have a gathering every year, and all the churches in the whole world would come together, and they would have church for 10 days, and this place would hold thousands and thousands and thousands of people, and it was built in a big circle, okay, and so it was like spokes that came down to a big hub, and so everybody would meet at different doors, you know, they had all the doors had numbers on them. And so all the kids would meet at one door and all the adults would meet at another door and blah, blah, blah. And I'm probably saying something that I shouldn't say here. But if I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not letting you understand the truth. Because we think that this stuff is not happening today. Now this happened back in the 80s, probably 81, 82. And I remember that I had been out running around with some guys doing some things that we shouldn't be doing, and I was under the influence of things that I shouldn't be under the influence of. Can I leave it like that, and y'all figure the rest of it out? And I remember coming back in because I had to eat. I had to eat. I did have to eat, but I had to meet my mom and dad, too. And so I I had my visine in my pocket, and I was clearing my eyes up, and I had my, my little my little drop nippets I think they used to call it that little breath drops you know to clear all that mess up and walk in there and act like there wasn't nothing wrong you know and of course you walk in you know got cologne all over you and everybody's like man that that bottle must have broke and I remember walking in and I remember walking in and walking around and going to the door where I was gonna go to meet a bunch of people and I heard someone speaking in tongues inside of the auditorium and I went to put my hand on the door. When I heard that, I pulled my hand back because I refused to walk into that. Now, it's crazy how God will in, will put things in your spirit or in your heart, even though you're not where you really need to be. Can I get an amen? And so I was sitting there or standing and I refused to go in because I could hear that and then an interpretation came, whether you guys believe in this or not, it's, it's okay. But when th- this message came and this interpretation came, it said, repent. The message that came from God was in tongue and then it was interpreted and the words were repent, repent, repent from what you're doing, repent from where you're going, repent from your direction, repent. I'm telling you, repent. Now understand, this organization owned property globally. I mean, it was a massive organization. I can remember standing in the hallway, the doors flung open. They were these huge, massive, fireproof doors, and they slung these doors open. And I could hear people coming out of the door saying, what do we have to repent of? We haven't done anything. We're the church. And in my inebriated state i'm thinking to myself who are you to defy god god just took the time to speak to you and tell you you need to repent now i know this is going to sound crazy because you think church and it's a big church and they've got plenty of finances and they did but i can take you to the place where that building was because they refuse to repent. There's no building there now except for a bunch of stores, restaurants, parking lots. This global organization because they refuse to repent has now gone from lights all over the world to a few birthday candles. Why? Because they refuse to have an ear. They refuse to listen. And I'm saying this to you because I'm, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks and I'm gonna keep saying it. We are not in the last days. I truly believe in my heart that we are in the last hours or the last minutes before Jesus comes. I really believe that. I've talked to a lot of people in a lot of places and there is such an urgency going on in the world globally, not just here, but around the world there is an intense ramping up of people coming to Christ in crazy ways. One of the things that I talked with Samuel that he was going to share with you is how the Muslim faith, how Muslims are converting to Christianity just in droves. Literally, he told a story that there was a man who stopped traffic because he was on his face on the ground In in the street and he was talking to someone that no one else could see and he said that Jesus Christ had appeared to him and told him he was going the wrong direction that he needed to follow him and to serve him and not follow the path that he was on and it went on for several minutes of course people are going crazy traffic stop and he tells this story, and this is an eyewitness account that watched it, and then he told his own story, and Samuel got this on an Arabic newsfeed, or on a, let me say this, let me back up, let me retract that. Not an Arabic newsfeed, but it was, um, the language was Arabic. It was on a Christian newsfeed from the Middle East. So let me re- retract and fix that. And over and over and over, people are, are are having Jesus appear to them in dreams, in visions, in the broad daylight, in the open street, and people are converting to Christianity. But in this bubble we call America, we don't see that because we don't have an ear in America. What we have is a nose ring, and we have given our nose ring to the federal government and they drag us wherever they want. They get us to believe anything they want. They'll put on the media, whatever they want. So we'll just go along and follow it. Amen. And I'm telling you right now, it's not about the eyes. It's about the ears. Listen to what's going on around you. Listen to the way people are talking. Listen to what people are saying. As we dig a little bit further, but this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. So when people ask if God hates things, there's one. I'll get into this in just a minute because I want us to understand this. He says, going on further, he says, who he, that has a, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Now, I want you to listen to me very carefully now. The Nicolaitans were renowned for going into different sects, organizations, groups, especially Christianity and they would bring in and modify the message they would bring in modifiers like you know we worship god we worship jesus but we also worship artemis or diana because that's the fertility side so we don't want to offend diana but we don't want to offend god so we're going to worship both god and Diana and they start bringing in all kinds of heresies and they start teaching the people and some of this stuff sounds good But it's not It sounds good, but it's not What happens is Listen to me You can have the whole truth or a whole lie A half-truth is a whole lie. You see, the lie taints the truth so there can be no truth in it. That's what the devil does. Daddy used to tell me, he would say, Son, messages like that, like the Nicolaitans, that's rat poison 99% corn, 1% strychnine. And what happens is you can eat all the corn you can hold, but sooner or later you're going to hit the strychnine and it's going to kill you. And that's why we, that, that God says that they hated them because they would always scrutinize messages like the Bereans. They would scrutinize the message. They would scrutinize the word. And they couldn't stand them because they were constantly in opposition to them. Now, you need to understand, at the time that this was written, there were about 150,000 people living in Ephesus. People think about these ancient cities, and they they, they see our modern-day little little towns dotted across America that have you know 1,500 people, 2,000 people. And, And you think about that these cities, they didn't have that many people. But you need to understand, Ephesus was said to be second only to Rome. This was a massive city, and so there was so much subversion. There were so many people trying to deceive and try to make things things that they were not. And what is going on today is the devil is coming into our churches with these little new translations. Listen to me. Understand me. I'm not talking about translations of the Bible that are accurate. I'm talking about translations that are bringing other views and other opinions. Are y'all still with me? There are authors that people are following that are teaching these same kinds of things and it's no different than it was in the days when the Nicolaitans were present on this earth. It's the same spirit. And this is what I want you to get today. We have to understand as we go through this What are we hearing? What are we allowing ourselves to hear? What are we allowing ourselves to follow? The Bible says this, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. We need to start putting more of God's word into us so that our filter becomes stronger. Amen. Sometimes our filter looks like our fingers and a whole lot of junk gets poured through that and we're not trying to filter the word. We're not trying to be paying attention to what's coming into us. We just turn the radio on or we turn the TV on and I get so sick, so fed up with the lies that are coming through our media and we just swallow it left and right. We just take it all in. Guys, listen. Just because the news anchor says it doesn't make it a fact. The Bible tells us to try the Spirit by the Spirit. That is everything in everyday life, guys. I'm not trying to bring the house down. I'm trying to build the house up. Now, if you're eating something you don't need to eat, and Kathy Hicks showed me a video, sent me a TED Talk, and and said there's a bunch of stuff you're eating you don't need to eat, and there's some stuff going to be coming up about that. But we ingest things that are not good for us, but we like the way it tastes. Amen? I mean, somebody said something, they followed a Krispy Kreme donut truck because the weather was bad in case something happened. <clears throat> I thought to myself, that's not a bad idea after that, that, that bread truck story on the thing. But what does it do to us? You know, we got this little saying, you know, a minute on the lips, a year on the hips, or something like that, or lifetime, or whatever, however that works but we put stuff in us because it tastes good. And if it doesn't taste good, if it doesn't suit our our little palate, it's like, ugh, we don't like it. We went to Travis's birthday last night. We celebrated and did a dinner with him. and, And Zane, I have a rule with Zane. And that is, you don't have to eat anything you don't wanna eat, but if you haven't tried it, you gotta try it. You are free to spit it out if you don't like it, don't eat it. And last night we found something that he liked and he didn't know he liked. He likes fried shrimp. I'm just saying. And if you and if we was at the sushi joint and if you put a little yum yum sauce in it, it makes it more gooder. And that boy said, "I like it, Papaw." I like it. And so I give him another bite and the next thing you know, I said, here, take your bite. And of course, you know, they got them little shrimp cut long like that and they got it skinny. And I dipped it in and I held it up. And when I held it up, that rascal come three quarters down, that piece of shrimp. He left me nothing but the hull and the tail. That was, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm glad my fingers wasn't a little bit closer, but I want you to get something out of this. He tasted something that he said he didn't like. Listen to me, There's there's a story here. There's a truth here. He tasted something he said he didn't like, but when it was presented to him and he tried it, he wanted more. I'm trying to get you to understand, the Bible says, taste and see that I am good. Man, I feel a Holy Ghost right now. (laughs) Taste and see that I am good. Taste it. You've got the book in your hand. Open it up, read it, know it for yourself. Don't let anybody manipulate you with the Word of God. Know the Word of God for yourself. Don't let somebody come up and say, well, the Bible says, hey, can you show me where it says that? Would you mind helping me? Because I've never seen that before. Am I making sense here today, guys? Are you wrapping your heads around this? Don't be influenced. Be an influencer. Change the script on this thing. Flip it around. Know more about your Bible. Know more about your word. And listen to me. Know more about your God. Know who he is. Know what he can do. Know what he does want to do and know what he does not want to do. God ain't going to bless no mess. Amen. We've got to learn that we need to become more like him. That's what he's calling us to do. Every day is to be more like Christ. Get away from being like yourselves and be like Christ and you'll find who you really are because he will reveal to you why he made you and why he created you and your purpose in this world today. Amen? Are you getting this today? I don't know if y'all are enjoying this, but I'm enjoying talking about it because I want to just encourage you. I want you to know that you can. You can make a difference. You can change somebody's life. You can change somebody's day. I had a young man that, that told me one time, that there's, there's, uh, I asked him, I said, do you know for certain if you were to die right now that you would go to heaven? And he said, nobody can know that. I said, really? I said, well, what if the Bible said it? He said, no, because you're gonna interpret something, you're gonna change it around, you're gonna interpret. And I've told this story many times, but I'm gonna show you the difference in listening to somebody what they say about the Bible and opening it up and knowing it for yourself. And so I kept a Bible in my toolbox at work. It was a really small Bible because I had really good eyes. I don't have those anymore. I can still see, but not as good as I used to. And so I said, look. He said, no, you're gonna have one of them crazy translations. I said, no, son, I got the King James in my box. Let's open it up, and I just want you to read it, but I want you to read it out loud. Will you do that? Not translate anything. We're gonna take it right off the page and we're gonna talk about what the page says. He said, because it's impossible. I said, well, why would you say that? He said, because our pastor says that you can't know it. You can't know for certain that you're going to heaven. And I said, really? I said, how do you know that? He said, because my pastor said, and the teachers in my church say, and all these people say, this is the way I'm supposed to do it. And I said, well, help me with this, explain this to me. And I turned to 1 John 5 and 13. And this is one of my favorite scriptures. These things have I written to you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And I said, wait a minute, so who's lying here? Now you wanna talk about air getting sucked out of a room. When I said that to him, I asked the question, who's lying? So is the Bible lying or is who taught you lying? He wouldn't answer the question because he was so in defense of his religion, not his faith, of his religion. And as he read that and I told him, I said, take this, take this, to the people that taught you that and ask them this question for me because i want to know how do you learn to dismiss this out of scripture you do understand that there are promises in the bible yes that's a promise if you believe on the name of the son of god what are you going to get eternal life amen and this word just got through saying we just read it if you are faithful to the end, if you hold out, if you make it to the other side of this thing, what do you get to do? You get to eat of the tree of life which is in the presence of God. Man, give me a plate full. I don't want just one taste of that. I <clears throat> give me a plate. I want to, I want more. I don't in, in Cajun they call that Lanyap. Give me some extra. If you're, gonna put, if you're gonna put some mashed potatoes on my plate, make sure you got gravy to go on them. I'm just saying, give me some extra, right Vib? That's what I'm saying. All I'm telling you to do is don't settle for less. Once you get in it, you can't get out of it. I said, yes sir, that's exactly right. So I'm saying to you now, if you're missing something in your life, be like Peter. If you're in the quicksand, throw your hand up and say, Jesus saved me. And He will. God bless you guys. Have a great week. You've been listening to Pastor Howie Cantrell with City Gate Church, located at 734 Red River Road, Gallatin, Tennessee. Please visit us in person for Sunday worship at 945. You may also see our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. From everyone at CityGate, have a blessed week.